episode of Pivot by Faith. And if you thought the last episode was great, which I hope you did, I can't wait for you to listen to this guest. I have the blessing of having on this podcast, Ms. Royce King. Now, I can't wait for her to tell you about what she does. But first of all, I just want to welcome Royce uh, to the podcast. Thank you, Denise. It's a pleasure to be here. Excellent. And thank you uh, for for taking the time out because I know you and everyone else, uh, everyone has such busy schedules. So it's great when we can sit for a moment and chat about things that will help us, particularly on our entrepreneurial and faith journeys. Now, for those of you who may not know uh, Royce, Royce is a serial entrepreneur. And I asked her before we started uh, recording this podcast, how should I introduce you? Is it okay to introduce you as a serial entrepreneur? And she gave this big smile and she was like, oh yeah, because I can't wait for her to talk about how she became a serial entrepreneur. So Royce, if you would please share with us your story, tell us about this wonderful career as a serial entrepreneur. Absolutely. I grew up in a small Midwestern town, and if any of you have been in those small Midwestern towns, you know a lot of people are union workers, especially within the auto industry. And all of my family came from that background, and I knew there was something different about me. I could not wait to get out of that town and go experience the world, and nobody else in my family had that desire. And I thought, what is so odd about this? I mean, there's a big world out there to see. So I moved to the big city and thought I'd travel the world. I specifically picked a job in the fashion industry that would allow me to travel the world. And um, God had a different turn of events for me. I quickly got married and became a mother and Um, wanted to raise my children. I didn't want them raised by nannies or anything. So I started envisioning what that life was like to be able to raise my own children. And I had to start a business so I could work from home and work during their nap time. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) so I just started with a little home-based business and thought maybe we'd homeschool and travel at some point. And we did do some of that. But Um, I was always looking for the next thing that could balance my, my home life and my life as a mom and still produce an income. And that's where serial entrepreneurship came into play because I was looking at the trends up ahead and, and what I could do during each season of their life to, to produce an income and just kind of happened from there. Wow. So it sounds like it started out of necessity at first as a mother, you were looking for ways to be able to work from home. Yes. Okay. And then you began, I heard you say that you were researching trends to determine what type of business you wanted to really invest your efforts and time in. What kind of process did you use to do that? I did a lot of research. I always loved research, you know, long before the internet came about. And uh, it usually aligned with where God had me personally. So I'll give you an example. When I was pregnant for my son, the um, 
prenatal vitamins were making me sick. And I started researching why and come to find out most prenatal vitamins are chemically manufactured in a lab. And so I got interested in holistic medicine and herbs and natural vitamins and um, created a business out of that, selling vitamins and educating people on their uh, nutrition deficiencies and things like that and did that for about 12 years. Mm -hmm. And um, then we got started investing in real estate and did that for a while because I loved open houses and changing things. And so, like I said, it just um, came from part research and part seasons of my life and uh, personal interest for me. And it would continue to evolve. Wow. So it sounds like you blended your passion with what the trends or the needs were, what people needed as consumers. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Yes. So so that kind of plays into your role with what you do now. And, and before we jump into what you do now, I want to ask you about your faith journey and how that uh, played into the decisions that you made as a serial entrepreneur. What do you feel like God was calling you to do in those times that you were discovering new careers? Second Timothy 3.17 says that we're equipped for every good work that he's um, given in advance for us to do. And the problem that I see is when we start comparing ourselves to others, we think, well, Denise, I don't have what you have. Well, maybe I'm not supposed to because I don't need what you have to accomplish what he's put before me. I need what he's given me and he's given me all that I need. So my unique design of not understanding staying in one town for my entire life, my unique design of enjoying research when it was much harder to do than opening your phone and going to Google, you know, all of those aspects play a part in what he's designed me to do. And um, that's brought me to where I am today because I've launched 12 different businesses, all within different industries. I've crashed and burned twice. You know, I'm able to coach entrepreneurs through creating a business that's sustainable and scalable. And that that's happened through life experience. Yeah. You know, you said so many things that were so powerful in your statements just now. One of the things that you said that, that you said two of your businesses, you crashed and burned. What would you say to people who don't quite understand the value of failure and how that helps to actually motivate you to do more? Well, when someone comes up to me and starts talking about becoming an entrepreneur and asking me if they should or asking my advice on what's hard, uh, I usually ask about their mindset. And I've written articles on this uh, that you can find online. Okay. If you like that safe, secure job and you want your retirement plan and your health insurance and you want to know what two weeks you get off every year, you belong in a union job, right? Because it's nice, safe, secure, predictable. 
Um, You have to have the mindset of an entrepreneur and part of what makes an entrepreneur an entrepreneur is they're willing to take risk. And so if they fall down seven times, they get up eight. You know, if a failure defines you, you're not cut out to be an entrepreneur. But if a failure is simply an opportunity to take those lessons and do something different, Mm -hmm. then you're cut out to be an entrepreneur because you're willing to risk to create the life that you want. Wow, that is truly complimentary coming from you. You have seen so much and done so much that those of us who have started businesses that didn't work out, sometimes it's easy to get discouraged. I know personally, um, I started a business in 2017. I left one of those comfortable jobs to start the business. And then in the pandemic, the business ended up closing. I ended up having to close the business due to losing all clients. But a year before that, I started another business that I'm still running today and, and having to do some other um, uh, other uh, careers or other jobs as well. And so I may be heading in the serial entrepreneur direction myself. And, and I see hearing what you're saying that if that's the direction I'm heading, I am I'm heading in a great direction <laughs> hearing what you're saying. And now for those of us who want to start a business, perhaps um, we may not know where to start in terms of getting the word out. I know that you're a marketing coach or that's one of your specialty areas. What are some of the first things that entrepreneurs need to think about if they're wanting to start a business, but they don't really know where to begin? They need to look at who they want to serve and do they really understand the challenges or pain points that audience has And then can they create an offering that serves them in a way that's different than all the other offerings? Because I tend to think there's nothing new under the sun. You just repackage it a little bit differently, right? So um, you have to be able to differentiate yourself, but you also have to understand who you serve first. And if you can answer those three questions and you have an idea of what you want to do, then I say you might be ready to start a business. Excellent. That is excellent advice. I know that the internet is crowded with content creators, marketing specialists, and and different uh, people who have decided to start some sort of business, whether it's online, perhaps they're a video creator or or something like that. What I heard you say that you have to consider who your market is, who your target audience is, and then differentiate yourself. So as entrepreneurs, what have been some of the mistakes that you've seen in those areas that are being made that perhaps we should be seeking out someone with your expertise first before we we jump in. But what what have you been seeing that maybe not necessarily mistakes, but just some things that you have seen that have become trends that may not be as successful as we would like them to be? One is trying to serve everybody and anybody. And I was in that boat too. When you're first getting started, you you serve anyone that will pay you, right? (laughs) Because you're trying to build it up. But um, 
Interestingly enough, you'll do yourself a disservice if you do that. And I try to use the example of a dentist, right? If a dentist newly goes into business and he says, well, I'm serving everyone that has teeth. Well, that's almost everybody, right? 99% of the population, but he's not. A dentist specializes. Some do dentures, some do pediatric dentistry, some do orthodontics, some do your regular cleanings. Mm -hmm. So a dentist isn't just a dentist that serves anybody and everybody, and we shouldn't be either. And the more you niche down your audience or your offering, the better off you'll do. And because I do like variety, I serve a few different audiences, but I've niched it down into my offerings, right? I enjoy that organic lead generation, the content marketing piece mm -hmm. um, to help make your website a cash register 24-7 and mm -hmm. keep your presence online visible and top of mind. I don't play in the digital ad space, so you can't call me to do Facebook ads or Google ads because I can't help you. I can refer someone to you, but I can't help you. You know, I'm not trying to be all things to all people. I have things that I'm an expert in, and I try to stay in my lane. Um, you work with a lot of schools and deliver e-courses, you know, online learning courses. Well, I can't write one of those to save my life, but I'm a great copywriter if you want a blog or a lead magnet on your website. And um, so again, I try to stay in my lane by niching down my services. And that's one of the biggest mistakes I see entrepreneurs being unwilling to make. The second is to think that nothing is changing. Like marketing is changing so quickly. When I opened my agency in 2014, um, you could post a couple of times a week on Facebook and it was text-based post. And now we have social media platforms where you're to be on there multiple times a day and it's uh, largely video-based, right? And so everything changes no matter what industry you're in, and you have to be willing to change with it or you'll become obsolete. Wow. Powerful, powerful. You know, when you were talking about the, you're having to niche down and, and be able to focus on one area. Uh, when I had my recruitment agency open, they often used the, the saying, the riches are in the niches is mm -hmm. how they would always say that little rhyme. And, and it was so powerful because as a recruiter, I wanted to recruit everybody. I wanted to uh, take on every business. If it was a manufacturing company, I said, yes, I can help you find your workers. If it was an industrial uh, plant, yes, I can help you find your workers. If it was an IT company, yes, I can help you find some uh, developers. It was everybody. And it just seemed like I wasn't going anywhere until I, I had to sit down and say, okay, what do I, I enjoy recruiting, but who can I offer value to uh, in recruiting? Is an IT person going to look at me and say, oh, she can probably find some some great IT people. So unless I had some recruiting credentials or, or, or something like that, but then I thought, and I was like, well, 
I used to recruit teachers all the time. I know how to recruit teachers. I know where to go to recruit teachers. I have circles that I can uh, contact some people that, you, you know, so I had to say, okay, Denise, focus on what you know. So I hear what you're saying about the niches because it, it makes so much sense and you feel more productive doing that. You do, and you serve people better, and you honestly get more testimonials, because if you're in something you can't really deliver well on, then you don't get those testimonials and referrals, and that's how most of us want to serve our clients. Definitely, definitely. Now, you talked, uh, as you were talking, you, I don't even know if you realize, but a lot of what you were saying, um, you have references to scripture, in what you were saying, when you mentioned you were talking about marketing, and you even said, there's nothing new under the sun, you know, so you you have these references to scripture. So I know you're a woman of faith. How has your faith sustained you through your journey? Denise, my faith has always sustained me. I've leaned on the Lord. I'm a prayer warrior. Uh, I have been for about 30 years now. Um, my faith has always been there, but one thing I can say that has changed is when I focus on working with startup founders, you know, a lot of them are atheists or um, they are going through the gender confusion that's so prevalent today and things. And, and so my faith cannot be overtly in their face or I never thought it could be because I never wanted to offend but they could see I was different as they worked with me and as they would become friends, you know, they changed from clients to friends as we worked together for a year or two. I had the opportunity to share a little bit of my testimony with them sometimes, and that was great. But I used to cover it up a lot more. And now I just believe we're, you know, we're coming so fast upon the time of Jesus return mm-hmm. that we can't hide our faith under a rock. And Jeez. I've become much more bold. My social mm-hmm. media shares it much more frequently. And so I may lose out on clients because I'm so bold in sharing it and that's okay. God will take care of me. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think my faith is different before it used to be my very personal, intimate relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And now it's bold and just shouting Jesus from the mountaintops and having the trust that he will take care of me and bring me the clients I need to work with. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I, I'm almost speechless just hearing you say that because that is what is needed in our world. We have so much going on and there are those who will actually not want to work with someone who professes that they are followers of Jesus. Yeah. And it's it's a sad thing that there would be some who would make that sacrifice and and maybe hide their um their beliefs under a rock or um you know hide their light because they want those clients or or they want to try to impress certain people but it's like you said when you're a child of God and you are a believer in Jesus Christ you you can't not talk about him in some way shape or form even if you don't call his name at first something about you is going to reflect him 
because it's sort of like being in the sun, S-U-N, if we stay out in the sun long enough, we will see the effects uh, mm-hmm. of, of being in the sun. So when you're in the presence of the sun, S-O-N, we also see the effects because you can't hide it. It's it's something about, you know, there's a song, something about the name of Jesus. You know, it, yeah. it's it, there's something about being in his presence that you can't hide. And, and even though you don't have to beat people over the head with the Bible, so to speak, what you do and what you say will reflect him in some way. The same way I see that in you, just when you were talking and, and I'm I'm thinking to myself, does she know she just used some scripture, you know, <laughs> because you were talking about what you do, but you're so filled with the spirit that it comes out in your conversation. And you didn't have to quote the scripture, but you used it in your conversation. And that may be the way that you reach those who are not believers because they hear you talking. They may not be familiar with the scriptural reference of there's nothing new under the sun, but because you said it, they're going to start thinking about that. You know, it does seem like things are repeating and, and, you know, they start giving that more thought. They don't even know they're thinking about scripture, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but you shared something that was scripture based uh, with them that makes them curious. And like you said, I think you said that you are now friends uh, and, and connected with those who may not have been connected to God. And that helps them. And that's wonderful. That's absolutely wonderful. I, I, I tell you, I'm I'm overjoyed because of your message. You have so many messages, not only in your story, but in what you do. And on that note, I don't want to talk so much that we don't get to your projects that you're working on. I know that you're a podcaster and you're an author as well as the marketing coach and and business coach. But would you please share with us the projects that you have that are, are coming up that people will want to know about? Yeah, I'm spending time serving my monthly clients and have the capacity to take a couple more for my marketing agency. But really where God has me focused right now is I am launching my podcast. Uh, I've been recording um interviews the last couple of months and so i have treasured unwrapping your worth in christ a podcast that is on all the major platforms and we are talking about women in the workplace who have faith and they are sharing their testimony of how they've woven work and faith together and found their identity in Christ as a child of God. And um, so I have been actively working on gathering some great interviews for listeners to come and be encouraged and inspired by. And to go along with that, around Mother's Day, I plan to release a Bible study. Um, During COVID, COVID had me quiet and still long enough for God to talk to me. Uh And I released my first faith-based book because I had only released business books prior to that. And I released Unwrapping Your Worth in Christ, Relishing Moments with God. Uh And the end result wasn't quite the way I had envisioned it turning out. And so... I'm taking that book and updating the version to be more of a Bible study 
And uh, it will be called Treasured Unwrapping Your Worth in Christ. And I'm releasing that around Mother's Day. So God has me actively working on his projects. And the verse that keeps coming to mind is, um, oh, gosh, you said you may not quote scripture, and I'm not going to quote it verbatim. (laughs) Oh, um, no, please quote as much as you want. It's welcomed. It's welcomed. (laughs) I can't remember, but... um, something to the effect of you know when we are a soldier in the kingdom of god that we cannot be going about in our civilian business we can't be entangled in civilian affairs and so god really has me going about his business and working on my podcast and my bible study guide um to come out this year and it's been a thrilling ride and hopefully we'll bring him glory when it's all released. Oh, wow. You know, it's amazing what we can do when we let God guide us. It might be things that we wouldn't have thought to do before, but God just places it in your spirit to do it. And he gives you the boldness and, and everything that you need to just do it. And that sounds like that's what you're doing. Yeah, that is absolutely. fantastic. That is fantastic. But Royce, it has been wonderful having you on this podcast today. I know that the listeners and viewers will really have a, get a lot out of what you said and will be able to apply it to what they're doing. Now, if they want to learn more about you and what you do, can you share your website um, with everyone uh, so that they can be able to learn more about you? Absolutely. FreeWatersMarketing.com is my business website. And that's the number three and then W-A-T-E-R-S marketing.com. And then for the podcast, it's TreasuredTheMovement.com. Excellent. And I will share all of that information in the show notes as well. And I'll also link it on my website uh, for everyone to be able to find that. But Royce, thank you so much. It's been a blessing uh, to have you here uh, on this podcast today. And as I mentioned, I already know that people are going to be be very inspired and motivated by what you have shared. So thank you so much for hanging out with Pivot by Faith today. Thank you for having me, Denise. Thank you for tuning in to the Pivot by Faith podcast. Please know how much your prayers and support for this podcast are appreciated. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to leave a review and let me know what you enjoyed and what touched your spirit today. Be sure to visit my website at denisenixon.com to learn more about the podcast guests and to receive notifications of new podcast episodes and special video clips that you'll find when you subscribe to the Pivot by Faith YouTube channel. And to all of my fellow entrepreneurs out there, remember, you've got this because God has got you. Peace, grace, and blessings to all. Keep praising God Almighty in the name of Jesus. And let's connect again with the next episode of Pivot by Faith. Take care.